We're going to share with you before I bring the morning message that I am excited about. We're going to share with you, and if you're visiting with us today, it's up here above me. May I tell you this before we say our declaration together? One of Satan's biggest tactics is your past. He wants to bring up your past. By bringing up your past, he will try to tell you you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You know, whatever. He wants to tell you that if he can keep you looking in that way, there's no way you can see a bright future. But praise God with Christ, he said, our sins are removed as far as the east is from the west. And old things are passed away and all things become new. So we do have a future. My friend, I remember, as maybe you here today and remember too when you felt like you were without hope, but I have a hope now. <laughs> Not only do I have a hope, I don't dwell on my past anymore. Because my future is where I choose to look toward. My future is what I see that awaits. Besides, your past is like water spilled on the ground. You can't do anything about it anyway. But my friend, you can do something about your future. If it's not where it ought to be, you could change that. Well, <clears throat> and they all come through God's promises. I'm not going to preach our declaration, so let's just get with it here. My past is past. My future is bright. God's promises are true, and His word is sure. With God as my helper, I will be all He wants me to be, and do all he wants me to do, receive all he wants me to receive, and I will give God the glory he deserves. If you believe that, just say amen real big. Amen. Huh? <laughs> Don't get caught in a place where you end up finding yourself in a rut. Huh? This morning we want to read um, just a verse or two. and Okay. In the book of Jonah, maybe, I don't know how much of that we will read, but we're going to read just a little bit, and as I'm saying that, I want to uh, give a commercial, if you will. We have started just this past Wednesday evening on a new Bible study, the small books of the Bible, four chapters or less. Small books of the Bible, we are in Joel, uh, started in the book of Joel, come out, be a part of this, these, I'm going to tell you what. They're exciting. They are exciting. We overlook them so many times. We just come out of revival, and I think just about every message I had uh, came out of Haggai, only two chapters. Uh, but with that being said, uh, do come out in this book, Jonah, as you see, just as four. And so we, we are today excited to bring a word from God to you. And as you're looking, Jonah being in the Old Testament there, have you ever, no, I'm going to just back up right now. You remember when, because I know you have. 
You remember when there was a time in your life where you were so desperate for something to happen. So desperate, maybe whatever situation you found yourself so desperately in need of this that you went to prayer and you remember how you prayed that prayer? Uh, that prayer when you're desperate, I mean, it's a lot different, isn't it, before you pray over your meal. That prayer is a lot different than maybe when you lay down in your head to go to bed at night. That prayer seems to be a lot different than when even you bow here at church. This morning, a thought that we have on our hearts, uh, uh, God has placed just two words, and that's desperately praying. Okay? Praying desperate prayer. And I want us to look at this today, and I want to see the end result of what happens when we pray desperately. When we pray desperately, it's a lot different than God is good, God is great, down thing for the food, you know, amen, let's eat. Because you know mama cooks good, or you know it's pretty good, and it'll be all right. But I'm talking today about praying a desperate prayer. You know, we've been there, I've been there, maybe somebody in your family is really, really, really sick. And you know what kind of prayer you pray then, right? You remember how you prayed that prayer? What about when you're in your life and, and, and you're in a place where you just don't know simply what to do. Every avenue you've tried has not worked out. Everything that you thought would happen has not happened. And now you find yourself between that proverbial rock and a hard place. I never did quite understand that, but the, that rock and a hard You find yourself there that you just can't move. And you pray one of those prayers. You understanding the prayer I'm talking about? You understanding that type of prayer? That's the type of prayer we need to get back to. That's the type of prayer that we need to get back to. And desperate, you know, I looked up the word desperate, involving or employing extreme measures in an attempt to escape defeat. Employing extreme measures. Yeah, when we pray in those extremes. My friend, we are living in times of desperation. We, we all know that. We all understand that. And in those times, guess what happens? We focus on the need. We focus on the need. But yet, we can get into a desperate time only when we have not focused a lot of times on the need and we've let that situation get bigger and bigger and bigger until now we're in a desperate place. Follow me? We as a church, and when I mean church, that's not the, you know, it's you and I. And so often we, you and I, let's not, me, I need to pray, you need to pray because sometimes we can use the corporate word, church, 
and say, well, let somebody else do it. But when we get down to you and me, there's nobody else here but me. There's nobody else here but you. So that's individually, we need to accept the challenge to pray a desperate prayer. And when we pray the desperate prayer, God hears. The Bible is full of prayers in the Bible, uh, in the scriptures, that people pray and and there's not a, a prayerful thought of that even being answered. There was a religious person. He was a Pharisee. And he came and he prayed and all he really did was pray just loud enough so people could hear every good thing he done, right? I thank you, God. I'm not like this guy over here. I don't even want to associate with. I thank you, God. I'm not like this poor publican that I give fast. I fast and I pray and I give twice in a week and I do all, the, you know, blah, 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 blah. Because he was wanting to make himself feel better about his praise. We can read that story, we can read that parable, and we say, that guy doesn't even cut it. But so often when we pray, do we pray just to make ourselves feel better that we pray? My people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and preach. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and teach. If my people who are called by my, by my name can humble themselves and be a good Christian. No, it doesn't say none of those. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and what? Pray. You see, in order to pray, and what, and what I, I'm just talking about a prayer that only churches are gathering, the individual coming together can do that needs to be done today. And we're going to show you today how important it is to pray a desperate prayer. We know the story of Jonah. Well, let me just tell you in a short moment or two, God spoke to Jonah and he told Jonah, Jonah, you need to go down to this city this place called Nineveh, and you need to tell them that I'm going to destroy them unless they repent. Uh, and Jonah knew about those people. He knew what that city was like. They're like our cities in our USA today, quite honestly. People don't care about people. They're out to kill and destroy and get all they can get. But he said, I want you to go tell them. Well, Jonah went the opposite direction, and the Lord had to prepare a situation. Let's call him that way. The Lord had to prepare, the Bible says, I think it's 117, but the Lord had to prepare a great fish because he needed to get Jonah's attention. And he prepared this great fish, and this great fish... Going through the story, it's only four chapters. Read it, you'll know. 
swallow Jonah. Sometimes people say, well, you know, that's like a parable, and that's an allegory of what, you know, just painting the story out so you can see. The Bible says God prepared a great fish. If it was a parable, like he uses often, he would have stated in a parable form. He prepared a great fish, and the fish did what God told the fish to do. So it brings us up to the point. Jonah is in this great fish. Chapter 2 and verse 1. And Jonah prayed unto the Lord and his God, Lord his God, out of the fish's belly. I just want to read that one again, if you will. And Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his God. You hear that? His God. Out of the fish's belly. Wouldn't it have been so much easier if Jonah would have prayed on the way to Nineveh? Wouldn't it have been so much easier if Jonah would have prayed, but God had to prepare a situation so that Jonah could pray a desperate prayer. My friend, sometimes God prepares a situation in our lives to get our attention so that we will pray a desperate prayer. So that we will realize, yes, I know God is good, and yes, and I prayed, and I went to church, but I'm going to tell you what's needed in our land and country today, what's needed in our churches today, what's needed in the Christian's heart today is prayers that are desperately prayed. You know why? You've seen the, the plaques. We used to have one in our house, made out of plaster prayers or whatever. I, don't know. I remember growing up, it was right over there, prayer changes things. But guess what I've come to realize? Prayer doesn't change things. People who believe in the power of prayer changes things with their prayer and the power within them. You understand? Don't people. You hear what the pastor said? Do you listen to me? People, my friends, when they pray, if my people would come on, humble themselves and pray. My friend, it's people that will change things. God's people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. We will do the changing through the power that God has given us that we can pray. Why? Because we believe. All things are possible to him that believes. It said, I cried by reason, verse 2, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou heardest my voice, and thou hast cast me, for thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas, and the floods come vast about me, and the billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy side, yet I will look again. <laughs> yet I'll look again. <laughs> It's time we look again to what power prayer can do. It's time we look again to praying in desperate prayer. <laughs> I mean, we can do this. 
I believe we can do this. God has given us everything we need on this life, in this world, to make his presence known. He's given us everything. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. He has given us everything we need, and yet we're living in a day and time when we're watching our country rapidly and eliminate God out of every part of our society. And we're quickly eliminating God out of the churches in our land and country as well. Marriage has been redefined, and God created marriage. He instituted the marriage. Yet marriage is being redefined. Right has become wrong and wrong has become right. Amen. I heard this last week when I was in Georgia. There were some high school students and they wanted a prayer group and they started Christian students, started a prayer group. And they would meet and have this Christian prayer group and they got word of this and somebody called the sheriff's department and told them there's a prayer group going on at the school property and I want you to do something about it. And guess what? The the sheriff's deputies came out and they removed the students from praying. So much so that they handcuffed some. They You can't pray here. (laughs) Yeah. Guess what they allow them to do in every prison in this country? Yeah. By the way, over there's that table is you a Bible. You can use it, read it, you can pray. We have gotten so far to where we cannot pray. Do you remember? Some of us remember. We prayed every morning. Pledge allegiance every morning. Now you want to know what's going to be next? Huh? Yeah. We ain't going to be pledging no allegiance anymore. Why? Going through our fingers. What doth saith the word of God? Slipping away. If there was ever a time to pray, it's today. Why? Thousands of unborn babies. Thousands of unborn babies. Drugs, they have evaded not just the poor, not just those that don't have anything, but they've invaded the wealthiest of homes. So it matters not whether you're rich or poor. Drugs have taken that kind of a hold, and they're dying daily. Dying daily. Why? My people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. I want you to rest on a question here before I move on, and I'm going to come back to when is the last time you desperately prayed to God? When is the last time you desperately prayed to God? The last time. What was that situation? With all that's happening in our nation, 
Was there ever a time that you needed to stop and say, I need to just simply pray for what's going on? Of all the things the disciples could have asked Jesus, the book of Luke, 11th chapter, the first verse, of all the things that they could have asked Jesus, you know, they had walked with Jesus, they would seen him do great miracles, they would just seen him do... Uh, They could have said, Lord, teach us how to do miracles. They didn't. Lord, teach us how to teach like you. They didn't. Lord, teach us how to preach. They didn't ask that. You know what they said of everything they could have asked? Lord, teach us to pray. The power in a child of God is the power of their prayer. Why is it that now we get down to I remember or I know a person or whatever that I can call when I want a powerful prayer warrior? There was a time when we said, church, let's pray. And now it's been whittled down. What we need is to learn to realize that we need to pray desperately. Well, everything's kind of going okay in my life. I mean, hey, that's as far as we see. You ever notice that it doesn't matter that you pray or think what kind of prayers you pray until you're in a desperate need? Tuesday. This coming Tuesday will be four years since my sister Roxy left this world to go to heaven. After battling cancer for 12 and a half years, man, I would go to her house and we would have some desperate prayers. Powerful. And it wasn't so much me praying for her. <laughs> it was the other way around. I want you to know something. I prayed some desperate prayers through that time. The last year as well. But I'm going to tell you something. It's the desperate prayers that's needed today, not just for what I need in my life or what you need in your life or what's going on in your life, but what's happening here. I would say that there, I, no, there is in every person's family that's here today, every one of you here today, You have a need in your life. And maybe your need is centered around a family member. Right? Maybe that need is centered more around a family member because they are in a desperate place. God had to put Jonah in a desperate place (laughs) so he could talk to him. So Jonah could remember what the Lord had asked him to do. 
Every one of us here have somebody. Maybe it's you yourself. Maybe you're here today and you've got something that you're hiding that you don't want anyone to know about because you just can't seem to stop. You're the one that's needing the desperate prayer. It's not a family member. But you have a family member that's not where God wants him to be and you know it. My friend, we need to pray desperately. We need to pray and pray desperately. Jesus himself prayed desperately. I'm going to come to a close shortly. Jesus, he told his inner circle, disciples, if you will, those three, he said, I want you to watch here. As they walked up the trail on the side of the Mount Gethsemane, He said, I want you to watch, stop right here, and I want you to watch and pray. If they would only listen, he was teaching them how to pray. If they would have only listened, he was going to teach them how to pray desperately. But you know what he found? He found them sleeping. God, I believe today with all of my heart, has found we Christians sleeping when he's telling us to pray desperate prayers. Jesus fell on his face there among the olive trees and he just fell right down. Prayed a desperate prayer there, didn't he? Lord, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. Lord, if there's any way, and yet he knew what his will was. He told his disciples one time when they went to get meat, he said, they come back and he said, I've already eaten, I've eaten meat, you know not of my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. And that's what he was getting at that point, that it was all coming together. And he knew the weight of the world's sins would be upon him. He knew that the climactic hour was just beyond this time. Who wouldn't pray a desperate prayer? Jesus, the Son of Man, Son of God, prayed a desperate prayer. But then he said, Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. My friend, I want to ask you here this morning. Are you going to wait and will we wait once again until things get desperately out of control before we pray a desperate prayer? I'm going to challenge you today. A prayer for I'm going to challenge you today if you have a desperate prayer. We're going to give invitation this way this morning. First off, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior and you wonder why you pray and your prayer just doesn't seem to be answered, it's because you haven't prayed the prayer Jesus is waiting for you to pray.
God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Save me. Maybe you got a family member, whatever it might be. If you want to desperately pray for them, I want to ask you to come. And this, all it just says is a prayer for. I want you to come and take this. You don't have to write out the whole circumstances. If you want to just write down a name, my friend, we're going to pray for these corporately here together. And we're going to pray desperately. And we're going to commit to desperate prayer. Not this form in a fashion kind of prayer. We're going to set times where this building will be open for you to come and pray. We're going to have an opportunity for you to come. And and my friend, if you come in here and you see somebody on their knees praying, don't speak with them only unless you want them to pray on your behalf for something as well. But don't talk with them about it's a time of prayer. It's not a time of talking about things. You understand what I'm saying? As I believe in the power of prayer of the people in this church. Why? Because I've used it. I've relied on it. I've experienced it. But may I tell you, I also see that we haven't been praying desperately. Oh, we pray. You know what I mean by desperate prayer? Because we've all prayed one. I want you to go back to that prayer, that type of prayer. And I want you to ask yourself, remember when I asked you how long ago has it been? Don't raise your hand, but how many of you here can't remember? How many of you here can't remember? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Maybe the whole world isn't the problem. Maybe the problem is a lying, sleeping church. Lying asleep church. Huh? Jesus wants to wake us up. I believe he's going to do that through something that he's called every child of God to do. My friend, some he's called to teach, some he's called to preach, some he's called to do other things, but he's called everybody to pray. Everybody he's called to pray. So if we haven't prayed desperately, maybe it's time you've started. Maybe you've got a son or a daughter that's not where they need to be in their life. Believe in the power of this card. Believe in the power of prayer, of your prayer, of other people's prayers. Stand. You, you know. So much more, but some reason, Lord, this is where we need to stop. Maybe it'll continue now. I don't know. If you're here today as a song is played, you're willing to come and take. I'm so confused. Take your car. Hey, God, we believed in the power, Lord God. And yet, Lord God, when we called upon that with the urgency of our prayer, Father, God, we believed in that desperate prayer crying out. And let, yet, God, you tell us, Lord God, God, to cry out like Jonah, Father. God, he desperately cried out. And Lord God, you said in your word, you heard his prayer from the depths of hell. He said he cried. He felt that he was in such a place, Lord God, that it couldn't get any worse. And yet, God, you heard him in the depths of that sea, Father. 
God, and you cause that big fish, Lord. Now spit him out so he can do his work. (laughs) God, desperate things, Father, Lord God, have taken place. God, we pray, Father, Lord God, as a church together here that we can pray, Father. God, come to a time, Lord God, where we can pray and pray desperately, Father, Lord God. And as David said, Lord God, search me, O Lord. Search my heart, Lord, and see if there's any unclean thing in me, Father, and renew that right spirit in me, God. And God, when we pray that way, Father, Lord God, and we pray desperately, Father, God, we know, Lord God, that the right answer, the right answer, Lord, will take place. We know, Father, Lord God, at that point in time, Father, God, just like you heard Jonah's prayer, Father, from the depths of his despair, God, you will hear our prayer. God, you promised in your word, Lord God, God, that when we pray desperately, Lord God, when we pray with all sincerity, Father, God, you promise to move on that prayer. God, help us, Lord God, to believe, Father, Lord God. God, when we pray, it's not going through a form or fashion. It's not saying words, Father, Lord God. It's not making ourselves feel okay or rest assured that we have prayed over for somebody, Father. God, but help us, Lord God, that it puts a deeper desire, Father, in our heart. Father, I pray today, Lord God, that we would understand, Father, Lord God, you told us, everyone, to pray and faint not. So, Lord, I ask it of you today, Lord God, that with this gathering today, God, I ask it of you, Lord God, that you would help us, each and every one, to say, Lord, I'm going to be first. I want to be first to acknowledge that I need to pray desperately. I want to be the one to acknowledge that. And God, when we all acknowledge that, and then when we follow through, Father, God, that day, the Pentecost, Father, when people prayed, Father, Lord God, we can see an awakening again. God, how far, Lord, will your church let things go? How far will I let things go before we humble ourselves and pray? Come now, Jesus. Help us. Amen. Desperate prayers are needed for desperate times. We're in desperate times. But what about your life, your loved one's life? If you want to take that card, you can take that card. But if you want to leave that card... We're going to put them up somewhere. I might just tape them over to the wall. We can always repaint. Well, we're going to be coming in and we're going to be praying on these cards. Desperately. And if you can come in early in the morning, I want you to come in. Maybe you come in 9 o'clock at night, I want you to come in. I want us to come back to desperate prayers. Everyone has been called to pray.
I'm done. Bow our heads. We'll be dismissed. Thank God for each and every one of you here. Brother Glenn, you want to dismiss us today?